This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1117, The U.S. Average Inflation Rate and What to Do About It, by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host here on Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And before we get going today, I want to thank Fundrise for their ongoing support. As you may know, a portfolio that is well-diversified has better chances of long-term success. It should contain investments in various asset classes, and that includes real estate, with real estate historically acting as an effective inflation buffer. Did you know that Fundrise was awarded the title of Best Real Estate Investment Platform 2019 from the FinTech Breakthrough Awards? I'll share why at the end of this episode. Visit fundrise.com OFD, that's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot OFD to have your first three months of fees waived. For now, let's get right to the post and start optimizing your life. The U.S. Average Inflation Rate and What to Do About It by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com There's a killer out there that works quietly and strikes when people least expect it. I'm talking about average inflation rates. The average inflation rate in the U.S. over the past 60 years is 3.7%, and while that might not seem like a lot, This number is actually a silent killer to many people's money. Basically, the inflation rate lessens the purchasing power of each dollar you own by an average of 3.7% each year. It's the reason candy bars used to cost 50 cents and now they're a dollar, and the reason that keeping your money under your mattress is a bad idea. More on that in a minute. If you want to find out exactly why that is and how to protect your money against the dreaded inflation rate, stay close, keep quiet, and whatever you do, don't get separated from the group. What is inflation? Inflation is the price increases of purchased products over time. This happens in countries as the purchasing power of their currency decreases. Imagine you're paying $1,000 a month for your apartment. Over the next year, there's an inflation rate of 5%. Just for the sake of argument, this means that to maintain the same purchasing power, assuming your landlord is perfectly rational and there are no other variables at play, your landlord would account for that in next year's rent by increasing it to $1,050. Why does inflation happen? There are actually a lot of different reasons it can occur. One, when supply decreases and demand increases. You know how your Uber price surges when more people in your area try to use it at one time? That's a good example of supply-demand inflation. When more people want a product or service, but there's a small amount of that product or service, inflation occurs. Two, when production cost increases. When the cost to produce a product or service increases, supply decreases. This happened in the 1970s when the cost of oil increased, which affected the production process of any industry that used oil to transport their goods, which was a lot of different industries. Those industries reacted by increasing the price of their products, resulting in inflation. Three, when too much money is printed. The most famous example of this happened in post-World War II Germany when the country began to print enormous amounts of money to pay back war reparations. It got so bad that some German families literally burned cash for warmth because it was cheaper than firewood. The bottom line is, inflation happens when the price of products increase. Though it can get out of hand as hyperinflation, like in post-World War II Germany or Zimbabwe in the 2000s, inflation is also a very typical occurrence for any national economy. Inflation, the silent killer. Inflation can be scary. When we look at how it has impacted countries like Germany, Zimbabwe, or Hungary, inflation can be downright terrifying. But inflation isn't that bad. Economist John Maynard Keynes, you know of Keynesian economics, 
even suggested that a small amount of inflation was the sign of a thriving economy. However, inflation can be bad for individuals, particularly when you just keep your money sitting in a bank account and do nothing else with it. I often hear people say things like, I'm afraid of losing my money as an excuse for not investing. And that's fair. After the 2008 financial crisis, many people got shaken by the effect it had on their finances. However, you need to take a long-term view of your personal finances. You can choose among different investment options that allow you to make money despite events like recessions. And because of inflation, you're actually losing money every day your money is sitting in your bank account. For example, big banks like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, etc. pay about 0.01% interest on savings accounts in 2018. This means that if you put $1,000 in a savings account, you'd earn a whopping 10 cents per year. I find more than 10 cents in pennies on my way to the bathroom each morning, so I'm not very impressed with that kind of return. So if your money were sitting in one of these big banks, you'd actually be losing money every day because inflation is 3%. So you may be earning 0.01% interest on your savings account, but you're essentially losing 3% every year in terms of real purchasing power. And yet many people still opt to keep their money in a bank account or in their mattresses instead of putting it to work for them. I won't let that happen to you. In fact, I'm going to show you a few things you can do with your money today rather than let your finances get murdered by the average inflation rate. What can you do about the average inflation rate? While it is a good idea to have some cash on hand for things like your emergency fund, your money should be put to work through investing. Investing is the single most effective way to get rich. By opening an investment account, you give yourself access to the biggest money-making vehicle in the world, the stock market. Your money won't get lost to inflation over the long term. In fact, the average return on the S&P 500 is nearly 10%. What should you be investing in, though, and how? To answer that, you simply have to have your ladder of personal finance handy. No, it's not something you can buy at Home Depot. The ladder of personal finance takes a look at three essential areas you should be investing your money towards. 1. 401k This basically means that for every dollar you contribute, your company will match that pre-tax. This ensures you're taking full advantage of what is essentially free money from your employer. That match is powerful and can double your money over the course of your working life. 2. Debt Once you've committed yourself to contributing at least the employer match for your 401k, you need to make sure you don't have any debt. If you don't, great. If you do, that's okay. You can check out my system on eliminating debt fast to help you. 3. Roth IRA Once you've started contributing to your 401k and eliminated your debt, you can start investing into a Roth IRA. Unlike your 401k, this investment account allows you to invest after-tax money and you collect no taxes on the earnings. As of writing this, you can contribute up to $5,500 a year. Once you've contributed up to that $5,500 limit on your Roth IRA, go back to your 401k and start contributing beyond the match. You can contribute up to $18,000 a year on your 401k if you're under 50. So you should have no issue continuing to invest in your 401k. For financial security, it's more important than anything else to start early. And don't worry if you think you're a little late to the game. You just listened to the post titled The U.S. Average Inflation Rate and What to Do About It by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And thank you again to our friends at Fundrise. Getting started with real estate investing doesn't belong to a secret group of powerful and wealthy individuals. Fundrise is the first online platform that makes real estate investing accessible to everyone. 
On Fundrise, you can personally select the properties you'd like to invest in, which range from downtown high-rises and commercial renovations to multifamily apartments. All of the projects on Fundrise are carefully vetted and managed by Fundrise's team of real estate professionals. The platform's investor-first model eliminates extraneous costs, therefore saving you time and money when you choose to invest. Visit Fundrise.com OFD. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash O-F-D to have your first three months of fees waived. And that's it for today. I thank you so much for listening. Have a great Tuesday if you're listening in real time and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.